0: This is Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe. All right, everyone, Patrick McEnroe here, coming to you again live from uh, Gay, Paris. Another update on what's happening here at Roland Garros. Uh, A lot going on in the rest of the world, though, as well uh, with the air quality situation in my hometown in New York City. I got multiple messages today over the course of the last few hours about no outdoor activities at my kids' school uh, no dance class in New York City. No, our tennis academy closed early. Uh, I see now that they canceled the uh, baseball games at Yankee Stadium in Philly as well. So hopefully uh, this uh, will clear up soon, but scary stuff is now being uh, promoted. Well, that would be the wrong word, but uh, told we're being told that the qual- air quality in New York is the worst of any major city on the planet at the moment. So I'm um, getting my updates uh, via the web and on some news as well. Uh, more big news from CNN, which I'm watching actually as I'm following the Runa-Rude match, which by the way is just about over with Casper Rude up two sets to one and 5-2. Chris Lick, the uh, CEO of uh, CNN, ousted earlier today. So that news came... Uh, down as well. Of course, many of you know, I've been doing quite a bit of uh, work for CNN. So it was interesting to see that happen. There had been a lot of internal conversations that some of which I'm privy to some I'm not, of course, but uh, that seemed to be the writing on the wall, at least recently. Um, The live golf deal. uh, I was on a couple of news stations discussing that earlier and, uh, you know, surprising the way that whole thing went down. Uh, so quickly, so behind the scenes, even most of the PGA Tour players didn't even know about it. So they were uh, many of them quite upset. Uh, you know the hypocrisy from the PGA Tour from this angle that you know they had come out. Jay Monahan, the head of the PGA Tour, and others saying you know the morality issue of getting funding from the Saudis and the Saudi government. Um, you know, that this was morally unacceptable for players to go and take their money that went to the live tour. Uh, So that part, I understand. I sent a tweet out earlier today on this topic, which got uh, a lot of pushback. Uh, But basically, essentially what I said was, you know, if you're going to attack the PGA tour, and again, the hypocritical side of it, I get um, because they kind of came out initially using this morality play to say this isn't Uh, What we want our people doing, supporting the Saudis and, of course, 9-11. I mean, I know people that died in 9-11. So uh, uh, the families, uh, I'm I'm with you on that and the families that have had to deal with that. Um, But what I said on my tweet, which I'll stick by, is uh, if you're going to attack the PGA Tour or any sporting entity, tennis has events in the Middle East. I know they're not in Saudi Arabia, but part of the Middle East, and uh, obviously the World Cup just took place there in in Qatar. Um, You know, there's a lot of businesses that do uh, uh, business in Saudi Arabia and other countries that have very questionable um, uh, human rights uh, histories uh, and issues. You know, in Saudi Arabia, if you're gay, you can be, uh, you know, thrown in jail or killed. I mean, it's crazy. So um, if you're going to come after them, then you should go after all the people that do business in Saudi Arabia and other Arab countries. Like how about the U.S. government (laughs) and, uh, you know, many huge companies. I have a lot of friends in the financial world. And what they always tell me is, oh, you know, all the money's in the Middle East, got to go make deals in all parts of, uh, of the Middle East, including Saudi Arabia. So they keep it quiet and I understand it's a little different when it's you know these sort of business entities that maybe work with them but not you know controlled by them the way it seems like golf is heading in that direction but still to me it's the same kind of idea which is uh I mean this is this is the reality of the world I mean we get we get our a lot of our I mean I know we get a lot of our gas and oil from you know other places, but let's be honest. I mean, if we don't at the moment, we've gotten it uh, plenty uh, of years from Middle Eastern countries and particularly Saudi Arabia, and we all know about the arms deals we do with them, and uh, so on and so forth. So that's been a hot topic today. But I'm here to talk to you about the tennis uh, and what's going on today. It is a couple points for Rue to finish out, finish off Holger Kruna. I was surprised that Runa just didn't show up the first couple sets sounds like uh, and from what I could see he just looked pretty physically spent um, which is a little bit surprising because he, he did you know he had one tough match obviously that was his, that was his previous match that went a long that went a long ways to a fifth set breaker um, against Sarundalo, three you know a minute shy of four hours but he's a young guy you'd think he'd be able to recover. His other matches were fairly routine. He even got a, even got a walkover in round number two. Uh, he took out Eubanks in the first round. That was a four-setter. Not a ton of running in that one. Olivieri in the third round. So, I mean, really one hard match for him. Uh, and then he just seemingly had nothing uh, in those first couple sets. To his credit, you know, got back into it, won the third. But Rue now is at match point um, to win it. And uh, I'm I'm impressed by Rude because I didn't I wouldn't have predicted he'd get to the semis, uh, a lot of points to defend for him getting to the final last year has not played great this year, um, but workmanlike all tournament long, sort of under the radar, and uh, looks like he's going to take on Sasha Zverev who had a pretty tough four set win over the Argentine Etcheverry. It was a set all. Etcheverry had an early break in the third. And that's when Zverev sort of turned it on. So that's three consecutive years now for Zverev to be in the semis here at Roland Garrow. So great effort by him, particularly after what happened last year with that horrendous injury, which kept him out the rest of the season last year, uh, playing this year, you know, working his way back into shape. Uh, He is, by the way, up 2-1 in the head-to-head on Rude, it's back to Deuce now as Rune is trying to hang on at 2-5 down in the fourth. Um, 2-1 head-to-head, but they've never played on Clay. So to me, you know, the clay favors Rude a little bit with his his movement. Um, although Zverev, you know, likes clay a lot, as I just mentioned, three years in a row in the semis. He's got the bigger weaponry on the serve. The serve has been a little shaky at times here, but overall um, pretty solid. Actually, I'm going to look up the uh, stats uh, from today and tell you what um, his numbers were on the serve because that's interesting to me. Uh, seven aces, nine doubles, so that's not great. Uh, 67% of the first serve, which is a pretty high number for him considering he normally serves you know pretty big uh won only 39% of his second serve points so that could be problematic against Rude who's not a really aggressive returner but gets into a lot of points uh obviously off his return uh you know 45 winners for him 44 unforced pretty solid at net you know I'm going to give the edge to Rude in that one uh again just uh a little bit more solid, but that's that's a tight call, very tight call. Uh, I'm going to say Rude is going to be a very slight favorite um, going into that, and we'll get the odds when that comes out. So the two women's matches were played earlier today, the women's other two women's quarterfinals. First one was a great match, two hours, 29 minutes. Um, Haddad Maya from Brazil with her best uh, run ever in a major, took out Jabour. Jabour won the first pretty comfortably 6-3 using her variety, using a lot of drop shots. But Haddad Meyer, I mean, played a great second set, was down at times in that set, won it in the breaker 7-5. And it was very impressive the way she won it. I mean, she was going for her shots, winners off both wings, a nice two-hander. She's a lefty, so she's got the lefty. Um, you know, big power off both wings. And Jabor was right in there. I mean, had her chances uh, and once had Admire won that second set. you, I wondered a little bit, you know, does she have a, enough left in the tank? Because she played in her last round. You remember that was of almost a four-hour match, best of three sets. But she was so strong in the final set, used a momentum in the second, got off to a quick break in the third, uh, and really ran away with it, playing very impressively, uh, just ripping winners from, as I said, from both wings. Uh, Jabor, you know, relying maybe a little bit too much on the drop shot. But again, she she doesn't have the same kind of firepower uh, off the ground. She maneuvers the ball great. She's got great feel off both sides. She can hit the two-handed backhand. She can play the slice. But Haddad Meyer, just, I thought just too physical, uh, and too strong. So she wins it, gets her first appearance in a major semi. She'll take on Iga Shviantek. No surprise there. Coco Goff going down uh, four and two in that one. Coco got down quickly, actually came back in the first set was three all, four all, pretty close. Coco, you know, because of the shakiness on her forehand wing, she's kind of she kind of went to this play where she was just being Super consistent, playing with a lot of spin. Uh, it was good enough to get to the quarters and it was good enough to stay in the match for a while in the first set. But she had no real ability to, to hit big on the forehand. And Sviantek, you know, she can hurt you off both wings. Coco is a great competitor, but she's going to have to shore up that forehand side to where she can play with safety and margin, but she can also attack. And right now, she's kind of lost between what she wants to do. She doesn't feel like she can really go for the shots consistently because she makes too many mistakes. Um, and then when she does spin it, it's you know it's a decent ball, but against a quality player, it's just not enough. And Sviantec's just too solid, um, and and moves too well. And so she wins it. She has. She's never had trouble with Coco. I think that was a fifth. I believe the fifth time they played, um, and it was another very routine win. Well, um, maybe they haven't played that many times. They played a couple times, including last year in the final. But it's been they've been all been one sided for Iga. So she'll take on and Maia. Well, she'll be a big favorite there. Sabalenka will take on Muhova. That'll be the other women's semifinal, both women's matches tomorrow on Thursday. The men will take the day off and get set for the blockbuster semifinal Alcaraz uh, against Djokovic. I'm going to give you the full-on breakdown tomorrow, uh, the day before the match. Um... Right now, the odds makers have Alcaraz as a pretty solid favorite, not a huge favorite, but a solid favorite um, going into that one. So we're gonna we're gonna get the schedule uh, at some point tomorrow, and then we're gonna break down uh, that particular match. I might even try to find a guest uh, to join me for that, but I'm gonna go into detail on what I think you're gonna see in that one, which is really the match of the year. I mean, this is a match that everybody's been wanting to see in tennis. By the way, uh Runa held, uh, but now Rude is serving it just uh, it's over. Rude just wins it 6-1, 6-2, 3-6-6-3. So the youngster from Denmark still uh with some work to do to get to that next level. Uh I was predicting he would get to the final. Not happening. Rude. <clears throat> A little bit too solid. So it'll be Casper and Sasha uh, in that semifinal. So we'll break those two down. Uh, men's matches tomorrow. Pretty straightforward. It looks like to me. I mean, I think on the men's side, obviously, if we all wanted to see Novak and Carlos. We're going to see that. On the women's side, it would be in the final. Would be Iga against uh, Sabalenka which is really for number one in the world. I mean, because if Sabalenka wins that, I believe she'll go to number one in the rankings themselves, but you can forget the rankings because she would deserve to be one no matter what. And she'll get there at some point because she's won the Australian and some other tournaments as well. But if Iga can defend her title uh, that she won last year, you know, you got to say she's, she's right there. So that's the final that I think we're looking to see on the women's side, but Muhova and Maya hoping to have something to say about that, but I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing the battle between one and two happening. And of course, the battle between Alcaraz and Djokovic, what the tennis world wants to see. So a lot going on. If you're back there in New York, uh, put the mask on, stay inside as much as you can. And hopefully uh, this will blow through in the next day or two. Patrick McEnroe holding court here. On quarterfinals all finished up now from Paris, and the semifinals are all set. Don't forget to subscribe to and share. Holding court. Holding court is powered by Mudhouse Media.